Welcome to the Better With Wine podcast. We hope to make your day or evening or morning, whatever, better with wine. I'm Gracie. And I'm Elena. We ferment and filter all this great info for your drinking pleasure. Drink up, drink up, drink up. (laughs) (laughs) Hey. Oh, we got it. How's it going? Oh, it's going. It's going great. How about you? Okay. (laughs) <laughs> so we were kind of bantering a little bit before we were, we should have been recording but um grace you were talking about how you just yes. started Shit's well Creek. okay just started i'm on season six already <laughs> well how when I've did you binging. start when did you start oh like maybe two weeks ago okay for the first but it was time. right after for the, this is you're way behind i know i'm so i'm feeling so, so, for I the feel first- so dumb <laughs> i can't believe i'm missing out on this well, I was really shocked when we talked with like during our reference episode and I talk about folding in the I cheese. Know. And I was like, I didn't get anything from it. I was like, I okay, get it now. <laughs> I get it now. How do you fold in the cheese? I was like, uh, <laughs> I fucking get it now, okay? <laughs> it's so I'm good. so mad that I So you're didn't... finally on the last season. Yeah, I watched the first episode of season six. Did you already today. cry? Oh, I've cried a couple of times. Um, You're gonna ball. There's gonna be a few spoiler alerts, probably. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness! I can tell you the times I cried. I remember them tell all. Tell me, yeah, the last, <sighs> the last episode of the, of the season five. Okay, yes, when he proposes, <laughs> and then when um, um, Patrick serenades. David. Yes, oh! yes, yes. And then when David serenaded Patrick, <laughs> <laughs> and then when Alexis told Ted, or wait. Was it when Ted told Alexis that he loved her? I can't remember. It was one of those. All and, of it. Uh, <laughs> so I'm re I'm starting it again. I've decided I'm starting it again this week because I just you miss it. To. I miss it's having so it in my life. Good. It's just gonna be const on constant repeat. I feel like I start talking like them though. I'm just like, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> like, I can't help it because of that's all I do is watch. That's where that's coming from. Yes. No I'm kidding. Yes. <laughs> I'm teasing. So if there's any um, weird. You know, language with me, it's because of shit's creepy. Oh my god. Oh my god. (laughs) Ew. I can't even. I just love it so much. I love it so much. And it's just the biggest hug ever. We're here to talk about wine. <laughs> I also, his his reference in the first season. <laughs> I know with wine. He's like, sometimes I drink white, sometimes oh my I God. drink red, and Ugh. on the occasion, I like the rosé. Yes. It's not about the label. Yes. All right, so like we've already covered, Pinot Noir is my favorite. Mm. I love it so much. We are in a love affair together. So Pinot Noir is grown in a few different regions: France, California, New Zealand, Germany, Oregon. And a few others, but today I'm going to focus mostly on Burgundy, France, and Willamette Valley, Oregon. <laughs> That's my accent, bad. Okay. It's <laughs> I'm cute. Like staring at you it's talking. Really cute. I feel like I have to like express more. <laughs> Plus, we just came off of this really great energy, and now I'm like, let's learn. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cute, right. though. I like your accent. Right. It's very. Right. It's We're just, just going to roll with it. It's and your if personality. It, if it comes out, it comes out. If it doesn't, sorry about your luck. <laughs> okay, so we're we're focusing on Burgundy and Willamette Valley, Oregon. And what I love about these two regions is that even though they're on totally different continents, they are both on the same latitude line, forty five degrees north. So the center of each region okay. is at forty five degrees north latitude. So okay, that's good. I love that. That's I just really think great. that is like one of my favorite wine facts ever. Um, pretty much what that means, though, is that they get the same exact um, sun exposure throughout their growing season. 
And Pinot Noir is not an easy grape to grow, and it requires very specific growing conditions. So the fact that these two regions are able to produce really great wine definitely speaks to where they are, um, location of the globe kind of thing. So, I mean, even just a three-degree change in temperature can change the way your Pinot Noir tastes. Like year That's to year. so it's wild. insane. It's insane, which is another reason I love it so much. <laughs> it's like <laughs> if you know something's really difficult to make <clears throat> and you can find one that you love and is affordable, it's like, oh my God, they have so much that went into this. I just love it. Okay, so the actual grape of Pinot Noir is a thin skin variety. In our cab episode, we talked about thick skin varieties, and now we're talking about thin skin varieties. So just the opposite the skins are thinner. Um, these thin skin varieties tend to produce a lighter style of wine with less tannin from the fermentation process. So the grape itself is going to be deep blue in color, blue to purple, and the grapes are packed really tightly in, in the cluster. And it's also very picky where it grows, which I've talked about and will continue to talk about because the growing conditions are so specific. Um, Pinot Noir thrives in a cooler climate. It is very well known for its great acidity, which is due to the fact that it loves cooler temperatures. Um, cooler temperatures preserve the acidity in grapes, whereas warmer temperatures ripen the grape more fully and create more sugar and juicier flavors. Mm. So we're in the cool side of things with that really lovely, yummy, bright acidity. And because Pinot Noir demands certain growing conditions, the influence of terroir is going to vary significantly significantly from place to place. The flavors imparted from the differences in terroir are probably the most apparent in Pinot Noir. It's it's I think it's the perfect example um, of understanding terroir through wine as it refers to the land itself. So can you give me an example of like how the terroir will Yes. How it will affect. So uh-huh. yes, we're definitely gonna get into that with France and Oregon. Okay. Because they're very different and the two styles of wine. Getting ahead of similar. you. I'm sorry. I know, I know. You're good. You're excited and I love I'm it. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm loving this. <laughs> um, another reason why Pinot Noir is difficult to grow is because of those tightly packed clusters. Um, they are prone to diseases because of that. Fungus oh, can grow really in between, easily on like them. the little yes, grapes. Yes, yes, yes. So they require much more time and affection and management during the vinification process, which. Again, I just think it makes it that much more enjoyable when you know it's been through so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, so we know it'll be Pinot Noir is going to be on the lighter side as far as the body goes. It will have a good deal of acidity, and it won't necessarily have great tannins from the grape itself. So, what does it taste like? What does it taste like? I'm you tell t- me. I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Pinot Noir boasts red fruits all day. Cherries. Black cherry, red cherry, bing cherry, sour cherry, all your cherries. Your raspberry can go in there. Oh, yeah. All of the red fruits or what strawberry? you're expecting. Strawberry? Strawberry, sure. Absolutely. Um, the condition of the fruit is going to be your tight, tart to ripe or maybe baked to stewed if it has a little more age to the wine. And these fruits and its non-fruits will vary based on where it's grown, like we said earlier. So with most wine, different regions will definitely indicate the unique characteristics of Pinot Noir based on its Terroir. Pinot Noir. Terroir. <gasps> Anyways. I like it. <laughs> terroir. Okay. Pinot Noir. Caviar. 
<laughs> I had to. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> All right, so we're starting in Burgundy. Okay. King of Pinot Noir. So where is Burgundy? Uh, Burgundy is in the middle of France, kind of towards the eastern side. It's right below Champagne. So middle latitude. Yeah, so it's it's a vertical line. It runs north to south. It's like a just like a line in the middle the of the region. The region. <laughs> yes, if you look at it on a map, it's like a straight line down. Straight strip. Yep. Champagne's at the top and Rhone Valley's kind of towards the bottom. Pinot Noir has been around forever and Burgundy has is pretty much its birthplace. If I remember correctly, Burgundy's on the far east side mm-hmm. of France. Mm-hmm. And it's in it kind of is in a, like it, it really is just a valley. Pretty much. So, yes. like, there's one mountainside on one side and another uh-huh. mountainside on the other. And so, like, it's all, all on slopes, right? Yes, and the vines are planted on the slopes. And, like, yes. there's a lot of rivers that run through it. Yes. So that's a part of, like, the terroir. Exactly. Sorry, I'm not trying to interrupt your... Oh, my God, no. But I'm just trying to remember, like, my it. map in my head. Burgundy's... And like, correct me if I'm wrong. No, you're totally right. Burgundy's one of my favorite places. So you think Champagne, which... I, when I think Champagne, I think cooler climate. So top of Burgundy is nearest Champagne. So it's going to be cooler at the top. Mm-hmm. Bottom, you've got your own valley. You're closer to Rhone Valley. So the bottom of Burgundy is going to be a little warmer. So it gets cooler to warm as you travel north to south of Burgundy. Northern hemisphere, so. Exactly. And Burgundy is split up into five main regions. Now, Pinot Noir is not grown necessarily in all five regions. So at the very top, you've got your Chablis, your Chardonnay. The very bottom, you've got Gamay, which is your Beaujolais. In the middle, those three regions, Pinot Noir can be found pretty much in all those places. Uh, the Cote d'Or is what I want to point out specifically. Cote d'Or translates to the Golden Slope. Um, it's called this because those eastern-facing slopes is where they grow the grapes, and that's where the sun hits okay. most of the most. So how do you spell that? Cote is C-O-T-E. D'Or is D apostrophe O-R. Okay. Cote d'Or. So Cote is slope. D'Or is of gold. Oh, okay. So the Golden cool. Slope. And within the Cote d'Or, we have Cote de Nuit and Cote de Bone. I know this is probably arbitrary to anyone that's never heard of this, but when I was studying, um, Cote de Nuit is mostly red wine, or pretty much all red wine production. So Pinot, all Noir. Pinot Noir. And the way I've always remembered that is Nuit Noir, Nuit Noir, Cote de Nuit, Pinot Noir. Those I like ends that. is like Pinot Noir, Cote de Nuit. Okay, red wine. And then Cote de Bone, they do... Chardonnay and Pinot Noir. They do both. Bone, both. Bone, both. It's just I my little brain that. like trying Thank to make you it for stick. This. <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. It's cute. I, okay. So, and, and and especially if you also, are studying, Burgundy is a hell of a subject. France in general. So, Nuit is also, is that north or south? Uh, north, I believe. So, Nuit north. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I just think that's a nice way. That's especially great. if you're studying, because Burgundy is a crazy, crazy place. Okay, so France is old world, an old world region, and old world wines are typically less fruit forward and have more earthiness to them. And Burgundian Pinot Noir is a perfect example of this. I think you can really learn a lot about wine in general through Pinot Noir. So while they still have uh, red fruit notes to them, the other characteristics of Burgundian Pinots are going to be hibiscus, rose petal, Mm. mushroom, potting soil, forest floor, Brambly fruits. How fun. Yeah, it's so good. Um, so these floral and earthy notes um, come from the French terroir, and these are going to be your more prominent factors when you're drinking French Pinot. And, of course, Pinot Noir gets its earthy notes from 
the earth because, you know, the grape really mm-hmm. just absorbs all of those sources. And the forest floor note in Burgundian Pinot Noir, I think, is just an easy one to pick up. Okay, so when you're seeking out an affordable Burgundian Pinot Noir, I like to point this out because it's hard to find an affordable Burgundian Pinot Noir. So the label you'll likely come across is going to say Bourgogne Rouge. Bourgogne Rouge. Do you, you spell that? Do you want to spell it? Yeah. Bourgogne is B-O-U-R-G-O-G-N, and then Rouge, R-O-U-G-E. Wait, B-O-U-R-G-O-G-N-E? Did I forget the E? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bourg- yeah. Bourgogne. Bourgogne Rouge. Got Again, it. Again, we don't speak French. We're doing the best we can. <laughs> okay, so Bourgogne Rouge really just means that the fruit used to make the wine does not come from a single vineyard or subregion of Burgundy. It is a combination of grapes over several several regions in Burgundy. Okay, so a Burg- like a Burgundy Rouge, a Burgundy Red is what it say- is what Pretty it translates much. to. Yes, so exactly. it translates to Burgundy Red, and it's just like grapes from everywhere. Pretty much, and yes, exactly. So I mean, the higher end Burgundy, Burgundy and Pinot Noirs are gonna have that region, appellation, that vineyard. Printed on the label because in Burgundy, so if you want, those afford- names mean a lot. <laughs> they mean a lot, and then the, those grapes are coming from those area, those specific families as well. Exactly. But if you want an affordable one, you just look for Burgundy Bourgogne Red. Rouge. Burgundy Red. Bourgogne Rouge. Bourgogne Rouge. Mm-hmm. Cool. Overall, Burgundian mm-hmm. Pinot Noir is going to be prominently earthy and floral with red fruits more in the background instead of right up in your face. Okay, so Burgundy, focus on Burgundian Reds or Bourgogne Rouge, your fruits are going to be red fruit so it's cherry raspberry but mostly florals and earth up mm-hmm. front perfect i love it done done and done cool next up we're going to talk about willamette valley oregon oh okay or take as, me to oregon as they say willamette damn it so you know how to say it right oh i love <laughs> it just like you do like apple throw an appalachia like for appalachian <laughs> yes. i don't know if i've ever heard that one it's it's pronounced appalachian and you throw know it because you're trying to throw an appalachia <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> So with Burgundy, we talked about Pinot Noir, that being its birthplace. In Oregon, Pinot Noir has only been there since 1961. What? Right, 1961. That's like uh, 60 That's years. so brand new. It's like nothing. It's like after the Prohibition. People are still alive. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that started it. Yes. They're probably still it's alive insane. that started it in Oregon. It's crazy. And, and the fact... So That's only, what, 50 years ago? 60, yeah. 60 years Almost ago? Almost 60 years, which is just bizarre. So Willamette Valley We're has been nicknamed the Burgundy of the <laughs> West, which is a huge statement because Burgundy's been doing it so much longer. Yeah. But the fact that Willamette Valley has Pinos caught up to quality. Are, yes. I just love it. Yes. Oh, sorry. I just that love it. That was the most dramatic yes ever, and I'm, obs- <laughs> I'm here for it. Here for they it. They are so good. <laughs> The, um, yeah, so they've obviously become more and more popular. People didn't even know Oregon made wine, and now Pinot Noir has put them on the map. So Oregon wines are New World wines. Burgundy was Old World. New World wines, meaning they tend to be more fruit-forward. So with Pinot Noir from Willamette Valley, we can expect more of those red fruits up front and the earthiness and a little more in the back. Right? So more fruit-forward because, because it's New World. Because it's New World. So more fruit forward, less earth. But definitely still earth. <laughs> earth is still there, but it's more fruit. Correct. So it's more balanced, would you say? Mm, no. 
I don't know. Mm, I would say... So if we, if we say, if we put numbers to it, yep. for example, in Burgundy, Earth would probably be 60-40. Yes. Or so even six, like 70-30 in some cases. 70% Earth to 30% yes. fruit. In Willamette Valley, put numbers to it. Um, Around the same. 70-30 fruit. 70. Oh, okay. Fruit. So it's And it's maybe swapped. even 60-40. Yeah, it's totally the So it's not, it's not just more or, or more fruit. It is significantly more fruit. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. The fruit is going to be what hits you first, and it's going to be the most dominant factor, whereas in Burgundy, those it's earthy earth. features, yeah, those, uh, da, 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 those earthy features are going to be what hits you first. Okay. So your fruit notes from Willamette are going to be just a little bit different, but similar to Burgundy, of course, it's going to be more cherry, candy, raspberry, and cranberry. Um, and then you've still also got those mushrooms and maybe some baking spice. Cool. Now, most Pinot Noir is still going to see some oak. It's typ- typically used French oak instead of new or American oak, which is going to impart too much flavor and take away from the grape itself. So when, I mean, when making Pinot Noir, the vintners really have to dance a fine line to find that perfect balance with this wine because it is so temperamental and one slight alteration can change the flavors drastically. So if you're putting... Is that because of the thin skins? It is because of the thin skins and just how the grape is. Oh, and also you said the tight clusters too. Like, okay. It's just a delicate, delicate little grape. Little baby grape. I mean, it is just... Yes. Okay, so Pinot Noir is also notorious in New Zealand, California, of course, and Germany. In California, which I feel like is where most people drink their Pinot Noir, which, I mean, I see tons of California Pinot Noir on the shelves at the liquor store. It's definitely a very, very popular style, um, but Burgundy is important because it's the birthplace and Oregon is just on that same level. But California Pinot Noir is usually going to come from the cooler regions of like Sonoma Coast or Carneros. And they're going to have more of those cherry and raspberry, allspice and vanilla flavors. And they're going to be, I think, a little bit heavier on the palate and a bit juicier. So they're not, they might be a little more light plus medium body. And they're going to have just a little bit more juiciness to them. Okay. And then in New Zealand, Pinot Noir is actually the most planted red grape in New Zealand. So obviously New Zealand is in the Southern Hemisphere, so the temperatures are going to be warmer. But they have that ocean influence because New Zealand's just a little island to cool down the vineyards just like Pinot Noir wants. These wines are going to be a little more masculine, a little darker in color, mm. more purpley instead of ruby. And they're going to have some gamey, spicy spiciness to them with obviously still tons of fruit. And then lastly, we have Germany. Germany is another old world style Pinot. California and New Zealand were new world just like Oregon. Germany is old world just like Burgundy. And here it is very cold, so it's perfect for Pinot Noir. And it's going to have tons of earthiness with a little more raspberry instead of cherry. Now you can also find Pinot Noir in Australia, Chile, Italy, pretty much anywhere that is cold enough and Okay. Perfect enough for Pinot Noir, you'll find it, because people love it so much. So, to summarize, Pinot Noir is a light-bodied red wine that will have high acidity, low tannins, moderate alcohol, with tons of bright red fruits, earthiness, flowers, spices, mushrooms, and vanilla. It is an excellent charcuterie wine. Mm. If you love your meats and cheeses, try it with some Pinot Noir, and it can be very, very versatile with any food pairing. 
Obviously, your classics are duck and Pinot Noir, roasted mm-hmm. duck or roasted chicken and Pinot Noir. And then salmon and Oregon Pinot Noir, also very, very popular. I was going to say, this is like one of the only reds that really pairs yes. well with fish. Uh-huh, 100%, because it's so light. Or it like typical, that. or typical even um, what you would consider for white pairings, Pinot Noir pairs yes. well, like a white pasta, for I example. Agree. Or even a salad. Or a salad. Yeah. Like Pinot Noir pairs well with things that you might typically yes. think for I white agree. wine. And it's so great with charcuterie because you think, you know, those cured meats can be really fatty and salty. Mm-hmm. And same with the cheeses. And this is a really high acidity red wine that's going to cut right through all of that acidity and it's going to balance the two out. It's Love just it. a beautiful, beautiful pairing. Um, yeah. Pinot Noir in a nutshell. I, hope I did love okay. it. You did great. <laughs> oh my gosh. I learned, actually, I learned quite a bit. And I don't know. I just also like your energy when you talk about Pinot Noir is just on 10 because I love it. It, you love it so much. It makes much. me so excited. It really comes through. I, my mission in life is to try them all. That's a huge <laughs> mission. Are you going to try one for every day of I your would, life? I don't even think that would do it. <laughs> they just keep making them. So two for every day of your life. I might get in some trouble if I do that, but <laughs> we'll see. We will see. All right, Gracie, are you ready for some fun I facts so- about Pinot Noir? Yes. Okay. Teach me. First thing I talk about, because we kind of, we've happened to bring this up for the past two episodes, so I feel like we need to put, bring this up for every okay. episode. Okay. National Pinot Noir Day. Yes. Okay. I think this is cute. I do too. I'm just going to August 18th. Yep. August 18th. Add it to the calendar. Okay. August 18th. August 18th. Let's see, this year, or yes, it is on a Wednesday, Wind Down Wednesday. Perfect. When we're going to release an episode. I love it. Episode. (laughs) (laughs) So kind of uh, related to that a little bit. So we have National Pinot Noir Day on August 18th. Mm -hmm. But before that, every year, I didn't, this year I think it was canceled, because COVID. Everything was canceled this year. <laughs> yeah, 2020. Um, but there is, in Oregon, uh-huh. spanning a random weekend in July, whatever works out for people, there is a, a whole weekend in July um, that Oregon hosts an international Pinot Noir celebration. In July? In July. And so we're going to go? So we're going. I, was, I thought you were going to talk about Pinot Camp. But this is cooler. (laughs) This is definitely cooler. Tell me everything. So um, it attracts more than 300 producers worldwide. I just got the chill. I know. It's been 30 years old. And um, it's just like pretty much a festival for Pinot Noir in Oregon for a whole weekend. Oh, my. (laughs) In July. God, how do I not know about this? My birthday's in July, so. (laughs) We're going. We're going. Oh, my gosh. Miles and I are supposed to go to Washington, and I'm just going to be like, we need to hop down to Oregon. Um, yeah, so this maybe is happening. we're going to go in July now. <laughs> I think we were planning on May. Eh, go in July. We're going to go in July. <laughs> Cute. Um, okay, so a little bit of history. Okay. Everyone loves a good history lesson. I'm surprised you didn't talk about this. I was nervous was about it? this one. Okay. Um, but uh, Pinot Noir is considered godlike. Oh. Back, like, in the olden times. I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> in the Middle Ages, specifically. <clears throat> so Middle Ages, um, it was considered to be godlike that only nobility and only gotcha, like royalty, royalty, and uh, like the clergy. Oh, so be, were only qualified and holy enough to drink Pinot Noir. Wow, yeah, and the you know normal people. <laughs> 
<laughs> the peasants. The peasants. We're such peasants over here. Us what did peasants they have to in drink? our podcast. What did they have to drink? <laughs> they had a drink just, they had to grow inferior varietals. Oh, no. That were like offshoots of Pinot Noir. I couldn't figure out what those are. So they're either, don't either. they don't exist anymore or, yeah, they're just like garbage <laughs> wine because they were too unholy wow. to, and they're not noble enough to drink the holy wine that Pinot Noir is. Oh my gosh. And that kind of actually, I'm kind of nerding out for a second. That kind of goes back to the original production opinion of <clears throat> how wine is made. So I don't know if you know this, mm-hmm. but way back when, before science uh, of understanding how wine is made, like the, the fermentation process, mm-hmm. they people actually believed that if you, the, which is why it's so religiously connected, that if you are blessed with God-given talent or God actually put the power in you to make wine, oh. that it became like a religious thing. Oh. So like you were only, you were considered holy. Oh my God. And like, uh, like a manifest destiny, if you will. If you can make <clears throat> If you wine. can make wine. Oh and it's just gosh. literally just a no fermentation. Idea. It's just like yeast it's and sugar. It was <laughs> no, an no, accidental no. <laughs> thing. It was made accidentally because mm-hmm. a wild yeast Got happened to got juice. into some grape juice yeah. and it fermented the it fermented into wine and it be, they thought that it was a god manifestation oh my gosh a god divine like, a divine manifestation get drunk. Yeah. <laughs> and so only um like yeah it was only a thing where it was only ho- holy people could drink pinot noir uh oh. or noble people who essential right essentially the nobility paid for the clergy, oh you know. Oh, my gosh. I had no idea. Isn't that crazy? Was that in France? It had to yes, have been, right? it was in okay. France. <laughs> like, France and, and Italy, like, yeah. with the Romans. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Germany and Italy have Pinot Noir, but they call it mm-hmm. something different. Mm-hmm. Do you know what they are? I do. Okay. So, Germany, they call it Spatburgunder. 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 <laughs> Wait, only, I'm probably very wrong on that, because it has the two... The umlaut mm. above the A. The two dots. The two dots above the A. Spate. <coughs> sure. Is it Spatesburgunder? Spatesburgunder. 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 Ah, sorry. I and then Italy is Pinot Nero. Have you ever heard of the sideways effect? I've heard of it. Tell me about it. Okay. So have you ever seen the movie Sideways? Admittedly, I was way too young to watch it. But I you never watch watched it. it as an adult? I should really watch it as an adult. <laughs> That's not okay, an excuse. Okay, okay, I read about it. I have not rewatched it. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, let's do this. For those that have seen it, yeah. Let's watch it together so we can follow okay. up, okay? That works for me. Okay. Because that could be a whole conversation, I'm sure. It, yeah, it will be. It's a great movie. <laughs> okay. I actually thoroughly loved the movie. I watched it maybe a year ago. Okay, okay. I, I could really go for a refresh. Maybe I'll go. Yeah, okay. We'll watch it together. We'll watch it together. I could really go for a refresh. It's a dark comedy. It's yes. great. I um, do remember it being like very dry. Even as a kid, I picked up on that. It's a dry comedy. So it's, well, I call it a dark comedy because... Dark comedy, yeah. Um, uh, Paul Giamatti, he's... Pretty much he's depressed during the whole thing. And so it's like he's just got this chip on his shoulder about his divorce. And he's just grumpy as shit. And his friend is getting married. And his friend is just wanting to, like, hook up and (laughs) drink and get (laughs) shit-faced. And he's just like, 
I want to enjoy this Pinot Noir. We're on a wine trip <laughs> and we're trying to appreciate this drink oh and you're wanting to bah, and it's be just mean. it's like, really can you just focus on the wine please. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's great. It's a fantastic show. I love it. Movie. Movie yeah. Um anyway, but yeah, Paul Giamatti in his like depressive state and uh-huh. all he wants to do is like really be focused on this wine. Yeah. He all he talk he talks so passionately about Pinot Noir. Uh. And just he really does. And when I actually when I watched it, I was like, absolutely. This is totally I love everything he's saying. He's saying great things until he starts talking shit about Merlot. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with Merlot? There's nothing wrong with Merlot. That's that's more of what I know Sideways for is Is how much talking Merlot. (laughs) Well, yeah. So the Sideways really took Merlot off the map. It really didn't want to drink it. So here's the thing with that so the sideways effect is mm-hmm. how sideways affected yes the sales and production of both pinot noir and merlot makes sense primarily pinot a noir movie, you guys a movie did a this. movie <laughs> not even a, like a documentary no it's a fun <laughs> like silly dark comedy movie yeah. it's a great yeah so um it was released in 2004 featuring paul giamatti and thomas hayden church um, who, okay, this is gonna, you're gonna laugh at this, or maybe you won't, maybe this, you're familiar with this as well. I, I will always and forever see Thomas Hayden Church as the douchey fiance on oh, no. George of the Jungle. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Oh, I forgot he was in that. Yes. Now that you say that, I know exactly who you're talking about. He was about. always like, he'll <laughs> always be that person for me in my head. I didn't know that. So when he plays name, other characters. But when you said that, I'm like, I know exactly. And he was in George of the Jungle too. <laughs> <laughs> what a classic, just golden movie there. <laughs> oh my goodness. I think my brothers and I watched that movie on repeat growing repeat. up. <laughs> George, so George, George of the Jungle. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> That was ridiculous. So, uh, getting away from sideways. Um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, in 2004, when that movie was released, uh, and it was, wa- you know, obviously everybody watched it and loved it. Yeah. The production of Pinot Noir in California, specifically California, increased by 170%. Jesus. So, to put it in ratio, yes. relation, mm-hmm. normal wine production increased every year, right? Because people are just casually right. drinking more and more. Right. So, the wine production, the natural increase of wine production for the other varietals was only 7 to 8%. <gasps> And 170? 170 for Pinot Noir. Oh, my goodness. And that's California Pinot? And that was California California production. Oh, okay. Oh, my goodness. So not only... I'm not talking about the world. No, I'm just talking about California. Yeah, because that movie was American or whatever. Because the movie was American, but also it wasn't just people talking talking about it, but the producer saw... Oh, here's an opportunity. Oh my gosh. So they jumped the on it. Yeah. So they jumped on it. Uh-huh. Um so Gabriel Froim- Froimovich. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Gesundheit>. tight. Froimovich. <laughs> Gabriel Froimovich of Vineyard Financial Associates. So he is he does financial calculating for vineyards and wineries. Mm-hmm. This is a quote from him, okay? A direct okay. quote. Okay. I think the people who were into wine say the passion of Pinot Noir in the movie decided to explore that variety a bit and then realized how lovely a wine that that grape actually makes. So it wasn't just that they talk about it. It wasn't just a marketing scheme. It was like 
because you know you can market things and then they realize oh this is crap it's just marketing uh-huh. but they realized oh wow we actually are we making actually love amazing. this like as someone who didn't i mean not me but for someone who didn't know anything about pinot noir or thought it was just a sweet gross grape <laughs> when the when the production increased and the you know quality they started the quality too, increased yeah. they actually tried and they're realizing oh crap now i'm starting because paul giamatti's character Ugh. miles i believe his I name is that. how funny yeah oh my gosh it's so weird <laughs> um that he like just the with how much passion he talked about it people yeah. were like i really want to understand this passion so they started realizing and associating Yes. Pinot Noir with I a very passionate it. grape. I get the passion. I mean, it is, oh, such it's a fantastic. passion-inducing wine. It is. I mean, oh, I just love <laughs> it. I will say on Thanksgiving, I opened, or I, yeah, I opened a 2011 Bergstrom Oregon oh. Pinot oh. with my parents. And oh. I... Chills. Yes. I, I just, I splurged because it's it was 2020 and I was like, I don't even care. I'm going to spend a lot of money on this wine. <laughs> and it was... I, I just, it just reaffirms everything I know and love about Pinot Noir. It's probably the oldest one I've ever had. With the same um, effect, <clears throat> Merlot is already kind of decreasing. Yes. Uh, it wasn't like, people were not drinking it as much. It, the production was just not quality. Yeah. And then when Sideways came out, it, plummeted. it just absolutely plummeted. <laughs> people hated Merlot. But it's coming it's back. really unfortunate. <clears throat> it is coming back to the point where... I don't want to talk too much about Merlot because this is obviously not a Merlot episode, but um, it's coming back to the point where the prices that Merlot are at right now are at a very steady incline to, the, to mm. seeing it as coming into being a very popular grape again. Interesting. So, so what you're saying is you could probably buy some really great Merlot for a really good price. Very, and the, <laughs> the production, so like people who people who are actually producing Merlot and caring about producing Merlot are producing top quality and they're trying to increase the value so people start making and and drinking and appreciating Merlot. Mm -hmm. Just like with Pinot Noir. Correct. So that makes so much sense. There, so there are some top quality Merlots right now that would go for over a hundred dollars that are only 50 bucks. Yeah. Or on the same scale, $20 Merlots that would go for about 75. I I bet you could find I bet you could buy any like twenty twenty five dollar Merlot, but it has been a slow. Alone. It's been a slow, right? Like oh yes, yeah. It's I been mean, a very slow coming out? back to the... two thousand four. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, it it's gonna plummeted. Take time. It was going down steadily, but it once sideways came out and they started talking crap about Merlot, which I was very bitter about. I was like, I appreciate <laughs> everything you're saying about Pinot Noir, but I am very personally offended <laughs> by your opinion on Merlot. Yes. Can we talk about this? <laughs> <laughs> this is <cool>. wrong. <laughs> well, okay, so, and this isn't really much of a spoiler, but uh, the reason why he talks such crap about Merlot is because his wife liked Merlot. Oh, oh, oh His okay. ex-wife liked Merlot. <sighs> what a dumb reason to I get know. the whole country to hate Merlot. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, that's great. I love it. So next, um, this is also pop culture reference. I never watched this show. I I, wanna, I don't know if you have or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but have you seen Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you probably know this. Then. I do know this. You don't. I only have to say it. You know what I'm talking <laughs> <Yeah>. about. <laughs> You're Pinot so excited. Noir, caviar. Pinot Noir, mid-sized car. Pinot Noir, smoking a cigar. <laughs> I don't remember the rest of them. <laughs> Pinot Noir, au revoir. <laughs> okay. Titus. 
What's his last name? Burgess. Uh, Titus Burgess. So Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, uh, Titus Burgess decides to like, re- <laughs> I don't know the whole thing because I never watched the show. I probably should. It's a cute show. It's Yeah, it's cute. I mean, should I watch it? It's a silly comedy. Yeah, watch it. If Yes. Yeah, watch it. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> this was literally just a like a bit in one of the episodes. And so it was it just exploded. random. Yeah, I'm pretty so, sure. The, and he's the a track very... is called Go ahead, yeah. Pinot Noir, an ode to black penis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> um, and it was okay, so it was apparently such a standout track um, that and it became such a hit that he ended up creating his own brand of wine. <sighs> oh, I didn't know that either. Yeah. I just knew the song. <laughs> <laughs> so it was such so like it, it, being such a random clip yeah it was such a wild hit it blew up that he actually made his own brand of wine so the the wine is called pinot by titus pinot by titus and it it actually retails about 25 bucks we should get one we should 100 we should find it we should find it and try it and taste it on here oh my gosh yeah (laughs) in the q and a stay tuned (laughs) (laughs) can you sing it again for me (laughs) no (laughs) can't believe i already sang it once Caviar. That was just like a running joke between a few friends and I. We would always say that. Pinot Noir, caviar. <laughs> I don't know. It's so dumb. But that's uh, how it goes. And that's how, and that's that's how, how the, the wine came about was because it was such a P- thing. It, it's catchy, I guess. Yeah. Oh, it's so cute. Yeah. Pinot Noir, smoking a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I have for my fun facts. Oh, my god. I thought those were pretty fun. Those were very fun. <laughs> I'm very pleased with those, especially the last one. All right, let's taste some Pinot Noir. Super excited for this. I am too. Okay, so we're going to start with our Burgundian style, French style Pinot Noir, our Bourgogne Rouge. Um, Tonight, if you're drinking with us, we have our Joseph Druin 2018 Pinot Noir. And I guess let's just dive right in. Yeah, let's dive in. There's not much to say. Um, So we're going to look at the color first. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing a deep ruby, pretty significant clear rim on my guy here yeah it's like a little bit of pink clear on the outside yeah but it's super ruby like really pretty ruby on the inside yeah i think so too so it does kind of fade out a little bit um no staining on the glass for me and yeah nothing really else of note Mm -mm. all right let's give it a sniff (laughs) red fruits Yes, all day. So I know you might be picking up on a lot of other stuff because we are in the old world, but we are still going to start with fruit like we do every time. So I'm getting like some raspberry for sure. For sure, like ripe raspberry. Cranberry and... Some cherry, always. Always cherry. I think for me it's like a... Maybe a black cherry. Underripe though. Mm -hmm. Something like that. Okay. No black fruits or blue fruits. It's all red all day. Okay. Non-fruits... This is where we're getting a lot of it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I'm getting super savory herbs in this. um, Mushrooms. Mm. A little bit of spices. It's like really earthy. Uh, Very earthy. Forest floor. Forest floor. I'm getting almost like some good mineral, maybe some like wet clay. Ooh, I love that. And that speaks to the terroir Mm -hmm. and the soil. Lovely. That's really good. Um, it's kind of musty almost. Like, like uh, a like, dusty cellar, like if you my, will. Like my grandma's pantry. <laughs> oh, I love that even more. Everyone's got a, or maybe has a grandma with a dusty old pantry. <laughs> I might even have a dusty old pantry. Uh, oh, that's yeah. fun. Cool. Okay, so shall we taste? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. 
Mm. Light body. Mm-hmm. That acid. Super hard. Super hard. <laughs> super. <laughs> Late is drilling over there. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't do your acid test to check the level of that acid. We are drilling quite a bit here tonight mm-hmm. <laughs> with this one. It's uh, it's pretty warm, too. I agree. The alcohol is a little more impressive than I would normally like for a Pinot Noir. Yeah, but it's it works. The more in the so front too. of the mouth, it's not in the back, like on your throat. Right. It's more in the front. It's, it's I don't know. It's it's, not, and it's, it's not, and it doesn't last. It's, it's just very, there for yeah, a second. Right, yeah, right. I'm with you on that, for sure. The tannins are actually quite impressive. I agree. There's there are there is a presence of tannins, which is not something Pinot Noir is typically known for, but this one um, definitely shows some subtle so some I, tannins. It makes me think that it's a whole cluster fermentation. Mm. So whole cluster. It could be. I don't know. I didn't do yeah tons of background research, but whole cluster it definitely fermentation could be. for anyone who needs to who doesn't know what that is. It's just where they take they clip off the whole cluster from the from the stem and then, or I guess from the branch, and then they like toss it in and ferment everything mm-hmm. just whole. They don't with take this with the leaves, or the stems, that out, like yeah. the skins, all of it. So they get all that tannin from the extra stuff. So that's why where I'm thinking like all that tannin comes in because I'm not getting a whole lot of the spices. I'm not either. It's more from the oak. Oh no, no, yeah, I'm not getting much oak. Yeah, I would say spice. definitely French neutral oak. Yeah, I'm not this. getting a, so I'm thinking like this much tannin is probably coming from, from the grape itself. The grape, yeah. yeah. Or or the the whole cluster. That's possibly. Fair. I think more of that black cherry comes through on the palate too. Mm-hmm, for sure. That fruit. And the herbs are more dried and that's nice. Yeah. yeah. This is good. Yum, really I love yummy. it. Typical that, French style. I mean mm-hmm. they, they obviously this is one of the most affordable and and the higher price point you buy, the more the more better they get. <laughs> My words tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, it's fun to taste them side by side if you have like this was what, like 15 or 16 increase $10 every time you'll notice a different those little yeah, differences yeah, yeah. it's really fun to do in Burgundy that's really cool okay <laughs> let's move on okay so Willamette Valley Willamette Valley Pinot, Pinot Noir. Noir um so for this one we are drinking chemistry 2018 so we are actually in the same vintage for both of these wines and i'm pretty sure the alcohol is quite similar as well so that might say something about that 2018 year yeah it probably was a really warm year it could have been something like that so all right so looking at this guy um definitely still got that deep ruby core and that watery edge maybe a little more plum yeah i was gonna say the same thing a little bit more purple on the core and it might even have like a bigger transition like it get, does get a little p- because pink. Because it gets fuchsia, so deeper, yeah. so much deeper in the purple. Yeah, the outside, but still that watery a- uh, edge. Same thing. It does look light. Doesn't really have much staining. You can take a look at the legs if you're interested in what we think the alcohol will be. Um, cool. Smelling this one. Mm. Mm. Much more fruit forward. Very I, I fruit forward. I think you guys will pick up on that as well. So it kind of goes with what you were talking about. I, I'm sure we're going to taste it here in a minute, but what you talked about how with French-style, Burgundy-style Pinot Noirs, it's 70% mm-hmm. earth, 30% fruit. Yes, around Whereas that. this one, or new, more New World, Oregon specifically, more um, 70% fruit, yeah. and it swaps to For sure. tw- 30%. And I'm getting tons more fruit. <laughs> way more fruit than 70%. And that, I would say, honestly, Yeah, I 80%. think so, too. I think so, too. And that earthiness is still there. It's just more in the background. I'm going to say fresh raspberry and, like, fresh raspberry jam. I'm gonna, it's like, oh, yeah. I really that, get that That hits home like a raspberry uh, pie almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm getting still that cherry more on the tart side for this guy. Mm-hmm. I'm not Oof. getting a whole lot of any non-fruits on the nose. 
No, not very many, but that alcohol does kind of burn my nose a little it bit. It does, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nothing nothing too crazy, but I can tell that it's a bit higher. Maybe a little bit of floral, maybe some Yeah, violet. violets. Mm-hmm. I always get, sometimes, not always get, sometimes I get this weird, like, rubber <laughs> thing going on. Yeah, And I'm I get getting that, that very From a lament specifically? I guess. Sometimes in Sauvignon Blanc, too, so this might just be a weird thing I'm doing tonight, but who knows. And then that oak. Mm-hmm. The, smelling... the sweet vanilla. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So it's a little more prominent here, so it could have a little new oak, new American oak. All right, let's taste it. palate. Mmm. Juicy. Fruity. <laughs> wow. Still got great acidity, too. I totally agree. And I'm going to stick with that <clears throat> raspberry jam. That's yeah. <laughs> super good. All I love right. it. <laughs> I think that works really well with this I one. I think black cherry on this, uh, it does stick with the New World mm-hmm. kind of fall, uh, I guess, the New World categorized fruit characteristics that we always talk about. It mm-hmm. Like New World, it goes more ripe from nose to palate. I agree. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, absolutely. So like Old World... From your nose to your palate, it, on the palate it'll be a little more tart, more ripe, yes. less ripe. On the new world, it's going to be more ripe on the palate yes, from the nose, and exactly. I definitely get that. It's it, definitely that jam. It's definitely that stewed raspberry for me, and some the the we had that tart cherry on the nose, but I'm honestly getting more of like the full ripe black black cherry. I love that. That's such a great generalization because when blind tasting too, that was that's a helpful kind of rule of thumb to yeah. decipher if it's going to be new or old world. Not very many tannins on nope. this one like the last one, so that's Just something to very know. little. So they probably did take those stems out, skins mm-hmm. out. And uh, the body is really quite light. For sure. Very pleasant. It's a lovely drinking. This is a lovely Pinot Noir. I think so, too. And if Both I haven't are. said it already, Willamette Pinot is, like, mm-hmm. my everything. <laughs> so I'm, <laughs> I'm loving this. And same thing with Burgundy. Taste side-by-side, side, different price points. You'll definitely notice a difference in quality. and For sure. Um, good stuff. This is... These were Two great, quality wines. great quality Hey-o. Pinot Noirs. I hope you guys really like these. And if not, I hope you know why you do, why you don't. Yeah, you're able to explain it. And honestly, if, if you do or don't, give us a shout and tell us why you do or don't. Right. Uh, it, maybe we can help you explain it a little better if you can't yeah, figure it out yourself. We like everything. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. So to summarize Pinot Noir... We are looking at a light-bodied red wine that will have high acidity, low tannins, moderate alcohol, with notes of bright red fruits, earthiness, flowers, spices, mushrooms, and vanilla. And when we're talking about regions, here we go. We're breaking it down. Burgundy, you're going to have cherry, brambly fruits, forest floor, mushroom, and rose petal. 70% earth to 30% fruit. Look for specifically Bourgogne Rouge or Burgundy Red from the Côte d'Or region. And that breaks down to Cote de Nuit and Cote de Bone if you're looking for specific smaller regions. In Oregon, we're looking at cherry, candy raspberry, cranberry, mushroom, earthiness, baking spices. And that swaps to 30% earth and 70% fruit from Willamette Valley. In California, we're looking at cherry, raspberry, allspice, and vanilla. Very light earth, if any at all. And the specific regions to look for are Sonoma Coast, Carneros, and Russian River Valley. New Zealand is going to be more masculine, gamey, and spicy with lots of fruit. And look for the region Central Otago. In Germany, lots of earth, lots of white pepper, and raspberry. And honestly, any region in Germany is going to be fantastic. 
All right, it's quiz time. Quiz time. You ready? Yeah. You ready? Yeah. I've been you ready? You ready? You ready? I'm so ready. <laughs> All right. So, first question. I have four for you tonight. Okay. Okay. So they're okay. not going to be that difficult. I think these are going to, but these are going to be a little easier. Okay. I'll take it. I love Pinot Noir, so hopefully I know some of these. <laughs> we'll see. I think because you know Pinot Noir so much more, I think you'll know these better. Okay. Question one. Approximately how old is the Pinot Noir grape? Do you want to guess or do you want um, a... How old? Actually, we probably should Let's do... Let's do multiple choice. Okay, multiple choice. <laughs> I know it's older than 60 years. <laughs> because, yes. Okay, got it. Um, so A... 2,000 years. Okay. And these are approximate. Right, right, right. So yeah, approximately no one, no one right. 2,000 years. Okay. B, 500 years. Okay. C, 100 years. Okay. Or no. D, 1,000 years. <gasps> uh, it's definitely not 100. I doubt that it's 500. I'm going to go with 2,000. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Damn. So, but no one really knows how old. That's just a guess. That's a general estimate because the most, the oldest known, uh, I guess, written information that Pinot Noir was being grown is was around two thousand years ago, and it was with it was during the Roman times, during the God stuff, all the God stuff (laughs) before science. That makes sense. <laughs> um, yeah. So if you think about it like that, it really was one of the oldest grapes that still so exists cool. in its modern Ugh, time. So it's still around. I it's love still it. around. It still exists in a very similar way that they that they drink it in two thousand years so ago. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty wild. So in in contrast to mm-hmm. Cabernet, right? Where Cabernet is only about 200 years old. Yeah, that's super weird. This is 2,000 years ago. <sighs> I told this to Bennett. I saw you like asked my that sister is and Bennett. Really crazy. It is wild. So I asked Bennett and my sister these questions yeah. before just to see what their yeah, yeah. thoughts were. Uh-huh. And um, Bennett was like, so when I listed these the out the <laughs> multiple choice, he was like, so you're saying there is a zero vintage. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, what? 2,000 years. Oh, my. Zero v- oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> if like, only there was still one around. I don't th- I think, I think that would be disintegrated. Oh, but. my gosh. <laughs> I don't think it. Yes. But actually, yes. Think about it. Like, <laughs> that's when. That's so weird. It was before time. It was before. Yeah. It was before Christ. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> before time, <laughs> the land, but the wine before time. The wine before time. The wine, the wine before, before time. time. Oh my gosh, Pinot Noir it gets oh more. Oh my gosh, that should be that know. should be a T-shirt. Oh, the wine the before, before time. time. Pinot, Pinot Noir. Noir. Get it. <laughs> I can't help it. Question two. I'm ready. Let's do this. Pinot Noir, mm-hmm. Pinot Grigio, mm-hmm. and Pinot Blanc mm. are cousins. Okay. True or false? Oh. They're either cousins or siblings, I feel like. I kind of want to say they're siblings, so I'm going to say false. It is false, but that's not correct. Dang. Okay. What are they? Are they related at all? They are the same grape. 
They are Wait, just color are they? mutations. Oh. It's exactly the same grape, but they are color mutations. What were the grapes again? Pinot Noir, Pinot Grigio, no and Pinot idea. Blanc. Really? The exact same okay, grape, that color makes sense mutations. Now. Isn't huh. that fun? That is really fun. How do so you fun. mutate a grape? For the color. For the color. I'm not sure. Maybe just like you mutate a rose for the different colors. Yeah, I think it's... Because a rose is still a rose. They're not They're not cousin oh roses. They're not sister roses. They're a rose, but a different color. Oh, my gosh. That is... I've never thought of it like that. Isn't that wild? Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Okay. Learn something new every day. I love it. <laughs> so originally I had the question phrased, are these three grapes... Related? <clears throat> are they the same grape? Oh. And I feel like that was a giveaway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes so much sense. I can't believe I never knew that. <laughs> when I read that, I was like, what? <laughs> wow. That was a weird what, but. <laughs> it's okay. I feel like that's something I should have known on my, no. my exam. But Maybe, but, like, I, I don't know. I have no idea. That could be advanced level. Maybe. Yeah, because that gets more into science. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Question three. Okay. What country is not in the top three Pinot Noir producers in the world? These are so tricky sometimes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Not in the top three. Producers. Producers. Not, not growers. Consumers, not, not consumers, not growers. Not growers. Oh. Could be a grower, but. Okay. Okay. What, okay. <clears throat> what, are the, what are the answers? A, USA. Okay. B, Australia. Okay. C, France. D, Germany. So not in the top three. Correct. Well, France is definitely in the top three. Um, I don't know. Yes. <laughs> You're really making me second guess yes, myself. Yes, no. Yes, no. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say France, U.S., and Germany are in the top three, so that leaves Australia. But I could see this being tricky. And Australia sliding in there instead of... Nope, I'm going to say Australia. Is not in the top three. Is not in the top three. Final answer. Final answer, B, Australia. Yes. You're correct. Oh, okay, good. It's <laughs> like, if I'm wrong, man, I've been misinformed. Let me uh, pull it up. <clears throat> I believe. Okay, actually, I do know. Uh, number one is France. Okay, good. Like you said, <laughs> number one is France. Number two is USA. Okay. Number three Love is that. Germany. Love it. Germany is the third. I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. And then four is. I'm gonna say. Don't tell me. Okay. Um. So USA covers California and Oregon, so sort of the same. This one. This one would have been one to trip you up with. Is it? What Italy? is the fourth? No. What is the f that? Or I mean, the question to trip you up would be: What is the fourth highest okay, producer? Okay. So is it New Zealand? Mm-mm. Huh. Is it Chile? Mm -mm. Is it a country I've heard of? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's South Africa. Mm -mm. Am I just forgetting a really big one? Mm -mm. Austria. You ready? You give yeah. up? Yeah. Okay. One is France. Two is U.S. Three is Germany. Four is Moldova. What? I don't think I've ever heard of that place. <laughs> I know you've heard. I know you've heard of the country Moldova. <laughs> <I know it. laughs> what? Okay. Yeah. 
what kind of Pinot Noir do they make? That they doesn't mean it? that it's, that does not mean. Uh, they just grow it. No, no it doesn't, they just produce it. It doesn't mean that they import. <sighs> Think about that. <clears throat> it's not okay. just that they, imp- it's not an importing one. It is, or exporting. They don't export it. They probably produce. are the number four. They produce it and it's like their own personal table wine oh or regional. Gosh. Yeah. Five is New Zealand. Six, or sorry, five is Italy. Six is New Zealand. Okay. Seven is Australia. Right. Eight is Switzerland. Switzerland, okay. Switzerland. Switzerland. Chile, and then Argentina. Okay. Moldova. 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 M O L D O V A. Yeah, we have to look for it. That sounds crazy. So, producer does not always mean that you're going to see it everywhere. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's European. Yeah. It's probably hungry and stuff. Yeah. So I have one more question for you. What does Pinot Noir mean? Mm, okay. A, dark night. B, black puddle. C, dark grape. D, black pine cone. Okay, so I actually know this one. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Should I pretend like I don't? No, tell me that you do, but what does Pinot mean? Pine. And what does Nora mean? Black. Yep. Black pine. So D, black pine cone. Black pine. Because of the clusters. They look like little pine cones. So the cone part, yeah, so D is correct. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) Um, Black pine cone because (laughs) the clusters are so tightly and they they form a a cone-looking thing. I really wanted to say black puddle. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, because when you step for on those grave, of you who genuinely thought, <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Yeah, like your creativity with these answers. For those of you who thought like black puddle, puddle, of you black. are not puddle of black. <laughs> you are not alone. You're not stupid. <laughs> I no, genuinely no. chose that word because Pinot could possibly mean potentially, puddle. you know, if you don't know French, sound like puddle. Also, when you stomp on it and like the, ju- <laughs> yes, the juice looks it. like looks looks like black puddle. Puddle. I like it. So you're not. I I just really gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have for my questions. This is awesome. The quiz. This is a really fun so if episode. You can't tell we love Peter Noir and we've been drinking. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> And that's uh, it. That's it. And if you don't already, follow us on Instagram at Better With Wine Pod. And check out our website at betterwithwinepod.com. And contact us at babes at betterwithwinepod.com. If you have any questions, we want to hear anecdotes, we want your feedback. Let us know what you're thinking. Only good feedback because sleep. we have tender hearts. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> She's not kidding. <laughs> I'll get defensive. Bitch. We can take it. <laughs> I'm kidding. If there's something you don't like, let us know. We'll change it up. We we like criticism. We like making sure that you all are really enjoying the episode. We don't want to mm-hmm. be annoying and say crap that you don't really care to listen to and whatnot. Um, obviously, one-offs are one-offs. So don't be a one-off. We're still going to have fun. Don't be that person. <laughs> don't be a one-off. <laughs> don't be an outlier. <laughs> Anyways, be a part of the crowd. Thanks for joining us. We hope you made your day, morning, night, whatever. Better Better with with wine. wine.